0: All right, people, I'm back in studio. It's November 17th, 2021. I'm still Dave Rubin, and this is still the Rubin Report direct message. You may be noting that I am wearing a very, very special shirt, and I just want to say right up top. This is not a political message specifically. I have a friend, Brandon, who's been struggling with some stuff lately. Brandon, I know you're watching the show right now, and I just wanna say that we're with you, we love you, and let's go, Brandon, okay? We know you're gonna get through this, and it's very important that if anyone sees anyone named Brandon, this isn't just about you. If you see a Brandon on the street, you see a Brandon on Twitter, on Facebook, you say, let's go, Brandon, and, and you're proud, of who you are, so I'm very excited about my new Let's Go Brandon T-shirt. Okay, we got a big show for you today. I was in Tennessee for a couple days uh, over in Nashville. I taped Candace Owens' show, and I taped an interview with her on her set. I just absolutely adore the girl, and she is just, She's one of these people. She stepped into my studio years ago, sort of as just like a little YouTuber who didn't know exactly what she's doing. And now she is somebody fully changing the world. And in my humble opinion, for the world, the world for the better. So we're going to post that uh, in a day or two. And just had a great time in Nashville. Good people, great food. I'm filled with hot chicken right now. I ate so much hot chicken, just absolutely insane. And the Daily Wire is just building out amazing facilities over there. Lots of good stuff happening. And speaking of good stuff, That's happening. The Babylon Bee, these guys just do great work. Like basically they're doing satire right. Like where SNL, Saturday Night Live should be doing satire. The Babylon Bee actually does it right. And I was chosen to do a little voiceover work in the Babylon Bee's newest cartoon about the Ghostbusters. We're gonna play about 45 seconds of it for you, and the full thing you can see on the Babylon Bee YouTube channel. Do you have a narrative problem? Are you tired of dead people exposing the flaws of your political beliefs?
1: Then call us. We'll take care of any ghost
0: that doesn't fit your agenda.
2: Ghost Help me! I got the Pfizer vaccine and then the blood clot exploded
0: my heart. Vaccines are 100% safe and effective. Blaster! Vaccines are 100% safe and effective. Blast her. That was 10 takes it took me. Uh, It's great video. You can check them out over on the uh, the Babylon Bee YouTube channel. As I said, and if you didn't notice, yes, that was uh, Glenn Beck, that was Michael Malice, and they had a couple other great people in there, so do check it out. Uh, Today, we got a bunch of good stories. I'm psyched to be in studio, and I sense we're starting to get some wins, people. Uh, First off, Jedediah Baila, who was on this show just a couple weeks ago, talking about why she was not vaccinated. You may remember she was a former co-host of The View. I guess she couldn't take it over there with those harping shrews anymore. She left The View. Well, they brought her back. They did not let her in studio. Uh, She had to do it over Skype. And there's an extraordinary exchange between her and Joy Behar and some of the other ladies of The View And uh, we're gonna play it for you because it's just worth watching. And you know, I've been saying to you guys that I don't wanna do COVID stories that are just adding to the madness. More bad stuff about COVID, more idiots locked down, other people wearing 87 masks. Like, I don't wanna do that. What I do wanna do is highlight the people that are fighting. And Jedediah won the internet yesterday and we're gonna show you that. Uh, Then we've got some stuff just generally on what the Democrats are doing related to climate policy. And if you think anything that they're doing is related to saving the climate, if you think that these buffoons who couldn't balance a budget, who don't know that boys are different than girls and the rest of it, if you think that any of these ridiculous policies that they're bringing in have anything to do with climate, you're very mistaken. We're going to show you some examples of that. And then uh, there was some great, 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 that's a lot of greats, great news this morning. We saw this literally a minute before we started. Uh, The Daily Wire, you know, they got involved in this lawsuit against the Biden administration uh, relative to the vaccine mandates. We got some good news on that front. And Ron DeSantis is fighting. He's fighting vaccine mandates, too. So we're giving good news today, people. I'm feeling good. I'm caffeinated. And I just want to dedicate the show to my friend, my good friend. Brandon, let's go, man. You're doing it. Let's go, Brandon. Before we get to any of that, though, I want to talk to you guys about cozy earth. You know, one of the best things about being filmed from the waist up is that I can look like business on top while being super comfy below. It's true. For those of you who've been working from home and participating in multiple Zoom meetings over the past year, you know exactly what I mean. That's why no gift will be more appreciated this holiday season than cozy earth sheets, pajamas, or loungewear. I really like their sweats. I seriously dig them. They're soft and smooth and they're comfortable. Was wearing them last night. Uh, And that's because they're made from super soft viscose from highly sustainable bamboo. Cozy Earth's bedding and loungewear are also temperature-regulating, so you'll sleep comfortably year-round. It's no wonder that Cozy Earth has become the bedding of choice for interior designers and celebrities. Cozy Earth is so confident that that you'll love their products that you can try anything risk-free for a 100-night trial. If you don't love it, return it with 100 days for free. So this holiday season, give the gift that will be appreciated. Every single night, Cozy Earth Bedding and Loungewear. And now my audience can save 35% on Cozy Earth Bedding and Loungewear. Start your holiday shopping early. Go to CozyEarth.com. Enter promo code Dave and save 35%. Hurry, that's 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Promo code Dave, CozyEarth.com. And now back to me. We should have taken a picture. I was in the sweatpants last night. Like They're soft and lovely, and I fell asleep on the couch watching Seinfeld. A perfect day. Indeed. Okay, let's jump right into it. So Jedediah Baila, who again, I had on the show a couple weeks ago, she's really just become sort of an all-star insanity. And I love promoting people that are actually fighting the machine. And she was once part of the machine. She was a co-host on The View. I don't know exactly why she didn't remain a co-host. I'm guessing she probably just couldn't take it, much like Megan McCain just couldn't take it anymore. It's very hard to be an outsider on a show called The View, which was set up to show different viewpoints of different women, but has become you know, a a major echo chamber. Anyway, they brought her back. They didn't let her in studio. Uh, We're going to play you about a minute and a half clip here and just listen even to the tone with which Joy Behar uses as she introduces Jedediah.
2: Okay, Jed, So let's discuss. Yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room because you were supposed to join. You <laughs> yeah. were supposed to join us in the studios mm-hmm. weeks ago, but you couldn't because ABC has a very strict policy. Uh, you can't get into this building unless you're fully vaccinated. Everybody in this room knows that and is vaccinated, but you mm-hmm. made a conscious decision not to get the vaccine. Now the CDC says a person is 10 times less likely to be hospitalized from COVID and 11 times less likely to die if they gotten the vaccine, okay? So why didn't you get it? I have a medical exemption to the vaccine that's been written by my infectious disease vaccinated specialist in New York City that's been co-signed by three other doctors. I'm not a candidate for this vaccine. I also have sky-high, multi-tiered, multifaceted natural immunity, very, very high. That has also been proven. It has been shown and it is substantiated by letters from these doctors. So for me personally, this vaccine poses a greater risk than a benefit. I'm also not a risk to any of you. I know there's been a lot of debate about that, but I have these doctors who've gone on record with that as well. So My point about all of this is that I am not anti-vax. What I really want is for people to make these decisions for themselves. I want every one of you Mm. to sit with your family members, to sit with your trusted doctors and to say, what is the best decision for me? However, I do oppose mandates. I oppose them on the fact that Let's look at the science. This is a vaccine that was created to prevent severity of disease and to prevent hospitalizations. Now we can have a whole debate on that in itself, but the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting. Oh, my COVID goodness. Reality. No, that's that. not so. Come on. No, you've been at Fox TV. You don't too have long. to enjoy. You don't have to listen to me on that. You don't have to listen to me. You can listen to the director of the CDC. You can look at the CDC's website. That is why masks were reinstated for people who were vaccinated because they said and they admitted they came out and said this for this Delta variant. Transmission is going God. to be a thing for vaccinated and you know unvaccinated what, people. I am prioritizing my health, and people talk about the common Over good. Over the health and safety you're of, of other people. are not going to have a common good if you're not prioritizing your own health.
0: Man, there is so much good there. And Jedediah, if you're watching, I just want to say you are an absolute all-star. You just leveled up. Into the game. You were part of the machine and now you're fighting the machine. That's exactly what we need. I want to go over a couple of the bullet points of the things that she says as Joy is completely dismissing her. Uh, She says that she has a medical exemption, so she's not a candidate and she's worked this through with her doctors. She has sky high natural immunity. She says she has a letter to prove it. She says she's not a risk to them because of this natural immunity and she says she's not anti vax, right? She's anti-mandate. Uh, she then says that everyone should make a decision for themselves. If you go back into that part, that's the part that it sounded like whoopee burped. And then um, uh, She says that this is where it really got good. She says the vaccine does not prevent uh, people from getting COVID or transmitting COVID. We all know this to be true right now, right? Like Jen Saki had COVID two weeks ago. She was obviously vaccinated. Everyone that I know that's gotten COVID in the last two months has been vaccinated. I literally don't know anyone. No, no, ah. I will be completely truthful as I try to be on this show. My friend Dennis Prager did get COVID while he was unvaxxed and took all sorts of stuff, and he was fine a few days later. This is a guy who is, I love Dennis, but he's a little overweight and smokes cigars all the time, and he's in his 70s, but he was 100% okay. But everyone else that I know that has gotten COVID over the last couple of months has gotten the vaccine, so we know what she said is true. And then she said, uh, "You can once you have the vaccine, you can still transmit it. Well, we know that is true as well. That's where they started groaning. And Joy said, oh, you've been hanging out with those Fox News people too much in the audience, a bunch of seals. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, Joy, ah, ah. Like it's these people are just ridiculous. And then at the end there, oh, you know, you don't care about people in effect is what the other one, that's Sonny Hostin, what she was saying. You know, you have to care about people more. It's like if the vaccine works, then you'd let her on the set and she has natural immunity and you'd all be sitting there and there would be no risk. They all know it. They're just lying. Like they're just lying. I don't know. I really wish that I knew what happened to Joy Behar. I used to adore her. When when I was a good, decent liberal and I lived on the Upper West Side of Manhattan and I would see Joy all the time and I lived right near the View Studios and we'd chat and I'd chat with her husband and she'd pet my dog and we'd talk about stuff. She was a, you may not agree with her politics, but she was like a decent liberal, right? And she just lost her mind. And where are the fact checkers on this clip? Like, if we're to believe that the fact checkers are always supposed to fact check things and these are very important facts, it's like Jedediah said the truth. Joy lied. Joy lied. The audience applauded it. And that's what I always talk about, this chasm between reality and what mainstream shows you. So if you have a whole bunch, let's say, I don't know, I've been to The View many times, I don't know how many people they have in the audience now, but I would say usually it's about 200 people. I don't know if they've limited that now, but if you have 200 people in that audience who are all vaccinated, and joy implies that, oh no, you can't get COVID if you're vaccinated, you can't get it and you can't transmit it. It's like they're all applauding it while she's lying and then they don't know that they're possibly transmitting it to each other and everything else. We got some work to do, but I think we're gonna do it. That brings me to a fabulous story that I have to tell you about one man fighting the system. And that man is sitting in this studio right now. And that man is not me in this case, but my producer, Michael, who is within the illegal six feet of me right now. I'd say we've got a cool four feet between us right now. Uh, He was coming with me, he's my producer, so he was coming to Nashville to do the uh, Candace show with me and and meet their people and everything. And he wanted to get a new shirt for this adventure that we would be on. And uh, I'd like to say that the Ruben Port pays decently so the guy can afford a decent shirt. He goes to Bloomingdale's and he's a good man. He's a man who does not want to upset you know, the average person. So he puts on his mask to go in the store. They will not let him in without the mask. He puts on his mask to go in the store. He shops. For how long did he shop for? About 30 minutes he shopped in Bloomingdale's. And uh, he found a shirt, found a shirt that he liked. How much was the shirt? $100. He was going to buy a shirt for $100. This is not a Gap throwaway t-shirt. This is Bloomingdale's, nice button-down Button down? What brand? What, oh, you told me. Uh, All Saints, right? $100 All Saints shirt, Bloomingdale's. He goes, he takes the shirt. Did you try on the shirt? You tried I mean, you did everything you could do when you're buying a shirt. He then takes the shirt to the cash register, and the woman at the register asks to see his vaccine passport. So Michael, like a sane, decent... Citizen trying to make sense of the world said, You know, I don't think that uh, I should have to show you my medical records to buy this lovely All Saints shirt. And they then called over a manager. Is that correct? They called over a manager. The manager confirmed that they would not sell him the shirt unless he showed them his private medical records. So Michael did not leave with the shirt and had to wear his old ratty shirt. No, it's a nice shirt. It's a perfectly fine shirt. Uh, but do you see how insane this is? They let him in. He shopped for a half hour, spread his germs all over the All Saints and the Theory. Give me another brand. The uh, Give me a brand. Give me a brand. Uh, what is the brand that they have at? Bloomingdale's. Oh, I got two guys that don't. Come on, give me something. All Saints, they got Theory. They got uh, Vince. They got Vince over there at uh, Bloomingdale's, okay? Um, spread his germs all over the place. They let him in. And then only when he's trying to leave, ma'am, can I leave this store? Can I give you money? Can we exchange commerce? Can we do the thing that is the lifeblood of human society? No, sorry, you can't do that. That's how stupid this whole thing is. I gotta get the hell out of this town. You guys with me? What do you think? All right, all right. Let's see what happens. Guys, let's talk about relief band real quick. You know, During the holidays, many of us eat until we're stuffed like turkeys and we feel sick. We've all experienced that horrible feeling, whether it's the result of one too many after a night out with the friends or from the anxiety of accidentally landing on CNN while channel surfing. (laughs) Nausea can ruin a day, and in the most severe cases, it can make us unable to function. For those of you who can relate, you've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to relieve and prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, And so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. For those of you who want to enjoy being active without the added anxiety, Relief Band just released its newest model, Relief Band Sport, The sport is waterproof, features interchangeable bands, and has an extended battery life. As the holiday season quickly approaches, there's never been a better time to give the gift of relief. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for my audience. If you go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code Ruben, you'll receive 20% off, plus free shipping and a no-question. No questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So head over to reliefband.com and use my promo code Ruben for 20% off plus free shipping. I should add, by the way, to the little Bloomingdale's ordeal that Michael uh, went through that I did buy the Let's Go Brandon t-shirts for my entire team and they have the t-shirts and you'll be okay next time we go to Daily Wire. Uh, All right, let's talk a little bit about climate because it's become fairly clear to anyone paying attention that as we shift out of COVID mania, the system, the machine, is going to need more craziness to further lock down, further control us, further figure out ways to manipulate us, further figure out ways to keep us scared and angry and everything else. And I do sense, and I really do, that the COVID thing is starting to, uh, I would say, close up. Like, they're not going to stop with the fear-mongering and everything else, but I think a lot of people are finally just moving on. I really believe it. So they've got to figure out something else, because they can't have you walking around not in fear, just thinking straight and looking around and seeing the world around you and making individual thoughts and choices for yourself. They can't have that right? So they got to keep the COVID thing going. So here's some video of Jen Saki. She is back after she got COVID and had to take about 10 days off. She was vaccinated for COVID, somehow got COVID. Don't tell Joy Behar, that would be very upsetting. Uh, and I think what Saki says here kind of lends itself to the way that they are going to uh, increase the fear. Take a look.
1: Just to be clear,
2: and I know that's been a criticism, so that's why I said that, not an accurate one. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options so that we are not relying on uh, the fluctuations and OPEC and their willingness to put more supply and meet the demand in the market.
0: Man, it's so dangerous what she said right there, if you really listen to what she's saying. She's basically going, yeah, gas prices are rising, so we're going to have to do more of our green stuff, our recycling stuff, our renewable stuff. Now, I'm not against green things. I'm not against uh, doing all sorts of things related to, say, nuclear power. I know that scares these people, even though it's deeply, deeply safe and we now know that, and they're trying to close all these nuclear power plants. Um, But what she's saying is, as gas prices rise, we're gonna have to do more of all that stuff that we've been trying to push down your throats with Build Back Better and our crazy bills and lunatic AOC and everything else. So wouldn't it behoove them then to actually raise gas prices? Wouldn't, if you really believe that you wanted to transfer everybody over to green power and the Green New Deal and their green dystopia, although they believe it's a utopia, wouldn't you then do everything you could to make gas as expensive as possible? Wouldn't you do everything you could to destroy the economy? If you're really saying we have to build back better, we have to completely change things, and by the way, this is what they're saying, right? They're telling us that what an opportunity there is after COVID to really look at how we do everything in America and fundamentally change things. And you silly, silly, decent liberals, the last 20 of you that thought that old Joe Biden was gonna stop it. He has ushered it in more than absolutely anyone else. Uh, So it would actually benefit the people who want us to get to this green thing that will never really work and is going to cause so many problems and cause actually all sorts of Uh, depression for uh, poorer people. I discussed that with Jordan Peterson. Like The best way to help poor people is through cheaper energy resources, right? But that's not really what they're interested in. Check out my interview with Jordan Peterson from last week if you want to get a little bit more on that. But basically, she's telling you the part that she's not supposed to tell you. We're happy when gas prices go up. And perhaps we would do everything we could to make gas prices go up. And by the way, we're kind of happy when the supply chain gets screwed up, because then that kind of proves that capitalism doesn't really work. So we'll have to figure out ways to maybe socialize uh, the system, right? We'll have to make sure that our infrastructure system has far more government involvement and much less uh, capitalist competition. That would make sense. So they're telling you what they're doing. And if you don't think that's enough, we, we saw this video over the weekend. I saw this one. This is the Minister of Environment and climate change of Canada. You know, we've been going through this big climate conference. These people all fly in their private jets across the world. Most of them, like Barack Obama, live in $11 million estates in Martha's Vineyard right on the water. You'd think they'd move inland, but they don't. It's very weird. Uh, Well, Stephen Bildbo, who is the Minister of Environment and Climate Change in Canada, uh, had something very interesting to say about climate. And uh, I think you'll see the intersectional nature of this stupidity. Mr. Chair, I would like to say that Canada strongly support strong languages on the rights of Indigenous peoples and the inclusion of their traditional knowledge in in the fight against climate change, as well as the protection of human rights uh, as part of this text. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Okay. I have no problem with indigenous people, right? That's just fine if you your people came from a certain place and you're still there and you're doing your thing. But do you see where the way they combine all of these things? Climate change has absolutely nothing to do with indigenous people. He talks about the traditional knowledge of indigenous people to fight climate change. Is there something that an indigenous person, by their birth, knows more about climate change than, say, the average scientist who perhaps has been studying it? who maybe didn't come from the place that they live on now, like most of us and most of our families and most of our history, most of man's history is a history of people moving all over the world and all sorts of wars have been fought and civilizations have uh, grown and civilizations have crumbled. Like, is there anything? Is there anything? He says, the traditional knowledge of indigenous people. It's a completely nonsensical statement, but they love it. They love it. Again, they just clap on. Oh my God. Indigenous people. We like indigenous people. Traditional knowledge. We like traditional knowledge. Somehow it's against capitalism. We like being against capitalism. These people are so boring. Anyway, I tell you all of this just to say, uh, start watching out for this. The next thing that's coming is the climate stuff. There will be climate lockdowns. They will not want cars on the road. They will tell you to stay in your house and use less heat when it's cold, and use less air conditioning when it when it's hot, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just on the way. I'm going to fight it. Why not? Uh, speaking of people that are fighting, you know this Ron DeSantis guy down in Florida who's basically saving the union by himself. He is basically the one man standing up against the machine, at least at a political level, and I'm being slightly sarcastic there. There obviously are a bunch of other Republicans doing it, including Greg Abbott in Texas and Ted Cruz and. Rand Paul and now Glenn Youngkin and and there are a bunch more, but DeSantis is sort of like the poster boy to how to stand up to our authoritarian and overreaching federal government right now. And he's doing it relentlessly and every day and pretty much in every facet of his job, he's doing it. Well, DeSantis had this to say about the OSHA vaccine mandate from the Biden administration
1: to do this going forward. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, It's gonna get more restrictive. There's gonna be more power brought to bear uh, going forward if we don't stand up now um, and, and fight back. I just think people are so sick of constantly being bossed around, restricted, mandated, all these different things, Uh, we've had enough of it and we want people to be able to make their own decisions. And so so it is important to stand up for people's individual ability uh, to make decisions uh, for themselves. Uh, I also think it's just the constitutionality is very significant, the individual freedom very significant, but put those even aside, what's the practical result of this? The practical result of this is this is going to exacerbate a lot of the existing problems that we're seeing with the economy, particularly as it relates to the supply chain, the ability to get goods to market. This is not going to help uh, the inflation that we've seen in the economy. I could tell you that it is definitely not going to help uh, making sure that, that the, the, the shelves are stocked in stores around this country.
0: Preach, brother preach. Like, that is right. He makes the clear philosophical arguments related to our Constitution, related to what our rights are and individual rights and what the government's supposed to do. And then I love how he shifted to the practical part. Hey, people, if you start firing all of these people or you demand that these people do thing do certain things to their bodies because you so wish it, whether it has anything to do with science or not, you might do other things, such as have a creation of more supply chain problems, such as inflation. Like all of the stuff that's happening right in front of our eyes, it might have a little bit to do with people who are stepping away from their jobs or being fired because they don't want the government to force them to make a medical decision. So DeSantis is doing an absolutely great job. Like that's the type of politician you want, who says, hey, here's how we're governed, right? Here's how we're governed. Here's what the laws say. And how does that then translate into the real world? That is exactly what he did there. Uh-oh. That is exactly what he did there. Um, and, and that's what you want out of, a, out of an elected official. Uh, and then we just saw this literally one minute before the show. Uh, ben Shapiro just tweeted this out because, as you guys may know, uh, The Daily Wire has been leading the lawsuit. Uh, my friend Harmeet Dillon, who's a former guest on the show as well, has been the lead lawyer on this. Uh, against the Biden administration vaccine mandates. And here's a two-part tweet from Ben Shapiro, breaking, OSHA has suspended implementation and enforcement of Biden's unconstitutional vax mandate for private sector employers, pending the outcome of litigation against the Daily Wire and others. Good, this means that if you're a private sector employer who has been working to comply with Biden's mandate under threat of government coercion, stop. There is no mandate currently in effect for you. Don't make it easy for them. Fight. So basically, the courts have said, you do not have a right to do this. We're going to look at the case. And after we look at the case, we'll make a decision. It is my fervent belief, and obviously Ben's as well, and Harmeet Dillons, and many other people, and all freedom-loving people, that the government will lose this case, that the courts will will stand up and say, no, just because you have a certain amount of employees, you have no right to force them to do anything with their bodies that they don't want to do. And of course, on top of everything else, you know, the 100 or 1,000 or 500 or 862 person mandate, like this idea that, oh, there's a certain amount of people who work at your company, so you have to do it. It's completely arbitrary and ridiculous. I do sit in a relatively small room with two other people. Why aren't they forcing me? Not to give you freaks any ideas. Uh, So this is great news, and that's why I wanted to cover it, because I'm going to cover the good news and make sure that you are armed with the good news and the truth because if we do that that is how we will beat this thing. I am not here to lie to you like Joy Behar. Oh, you've been watching too much Fox News. You think if you're vaccinated you can transmit and get COVID and <laughs> Guys, part 3. Oh, you know what we'll do a couple comments because you know we're doing the uh, the live chat over at rubinreport.locals.com. I've got Helen in there. She sends me your comments live. A couple comments before we get out of here. Bob says he has a man crush on DeSantis. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Great, Bob. Like to hear it. Like to hear it. Uh, Dax says the view should now be called the singular view. That's the point. You know, I remember watching The View. The View used to be a great show, actually, the Hot Topics portion of The View. You know, now we're, we're used to everybody on YouTube and all these shows arguing and having people on and having conversations, but The View was really the first show that was doing it live on television with a bunch of women. And if you if you go back, you can probably find this on YouTube somewhere. If you go back to the original opening of The View, it was Barbara Walters, and she, in the sh- show opening that they would air every day as the show would begin, it would be her saying something like, you know, I'm Barbara Walters, and I wanted different women of different walks of life, of different ages, and different beliefs to sit down and talk about things. And that's why I created The View. And then they'd show Joy Behar and uh, Meredith Bier and whatever. And the point was, they could argue. They could have these differences of opinion and not destroy each other. And yes, it has now become The singular view for sure. Uh, Patrick says, support indigenous people, replace Twitter with smoke signals. (laughs) That would be, wouldn't that be refreshing? Wouldn't that be refreshing? I have a feeling my days on Twitter are coming to a close. I'm not exactly sure when. I've been hinting at it for a while, but like I think I've sort of become popular enough. Enough people know me. It's just such a freaking headache over there. Uh, that maybe I'll just wrap it up soon enough. Uh, guys, part three of my interview with Andrew and I love Andrew. I've mentioned The Daily Wire a lot today. Uh, Andrew is obviously one of the hosts of The Daily Wire. He is an author. Uh, his new book, Not a Christmas Story. What's the title of the book? Christmas. When Christmas Comes. Thank you, Connor. Uh, is out right now. He's a wonderful novelist and, and writes mystery books and all sorts of things. And he's just a great guy, just a great guy. Part three is up right now on YouTube. The full thing is up ad-free, of course, at RubenReport.locals.com. Come, and my interview, my sit down with Candace Owens, we just sat in her studio. It was so awesome because she's got a huge crew. like they're they're pouring tons of money into this. and I've just so watched her just become who she's supposed to be. And we did it in her studio sort of off the set a little bit. It was really cool. Uh, the full interview will be coming to YouTube tomorrow, but it is up on uh, lo- is it up on locals right now? It will be up Clip one. On YouTube tomorrow will be on YouTube tomorrow, and the full will be on Locals tomorrow, so you can go to Locals, No, rubenreport.locals.com. A lot of information flying at me today. Uh, All right, I enjoyed today's show. How do you feel about it? Thumbs up. How do you feel about it? Thumbs up. All right, people, see ya.